Like yeah. I, I truly was like, I don't, I'm a, you know this about me. I am a yep. crier. Yep. And so I was like, I'm going to try and look down at my shoes. It was, that was powerful. Welcome to Unscripted with Kirby Hossaman and Bill Petrie. In this weekly podcast, Kirby and Bill talk about the world of marketing, branding, and promotional products. Unscripted is available only at promocorner.com, the leader in digital marketing for the promotional products industry. Now, here's Kirby and Bill. And welcome to episode number 189 of Unscripted. I am your co-host, Bill Petrie. With me, as always... The Field Marshal of February Fleece, <laughs> the one and only Dr. Kirby Hossam. And Kirby, it's good to see you today. How you doing, pal? It's going. It's good to see you as well. It's going very well. I'm. Uh, we've been pretty blessed this uh, winter season. You know, I've been. Uh, I made a commitment not to complain about it, and the universe has really responded. The, it's really been a pretty mild winter. So as you can see, I'm kind of doing the quarter zip thing I going do. on here. And uh, yeah, I'm doing really well. How about awesome. you, bud? I'm doing great. Just got back from uh, ASI Fort Worth. It was a good show, and um, we may or may not talk about that. I don't know. But you know what else is good, Kirby? What's that, Bill? Oh, they'd be our good pals over at Common Skew. You know Common Skew is designed and built by distributors for distributors. Mm-hmm. It means they understand the promotional products industry like nobody else can, and they understand the challenges the modern distributor faces. And when I look at the features, and, and I know you're a customer, I, I've been a customer for a long time as well. I'll look at it. It's got its common skew screen up right there. When, it, when you talk about working with clients and removing friction, there's two features that I really love about it. One is you get to create those smart presentations because mm-hmm. you can create those really interactive presentations and you're going to be able to close deals faster by communicating in real time with the clients and they can buy merchandise directly from you with just one click from those presentations. Mm-hmm. But then once a project starts, you can keep them in the loop with the project portals, right? Yeah. It allows them to see everything that's going on in a project all in one place and each portal has a great history of your communications back and forth, whether it's emails or presentation comments. And it gives your client order status visibility in today's society. That's what people want. They 100% do. And I actually think, so uh, the challenge with both of those, right, the presentation and the portals, and it's a good challenge, is that you actually have to over-communicate to our customers to continue to do it because they're so unused to that level of transparency that it's like once they understand it, it kind of blows their mind because they're like, oh my God, I can see this all the way through the process and I can look and see what the presentation, because I don't know if this has ever happened to you, Bill, but when you uh, do the presentation, then you do the sales order and the client comes back and says, now, wait a second, was that a buck 50? I thought you said it was a dollar 25. And you can go, I you can, can look right there and see right it. there and check me. And yeah. so that is really, really cool. Awesome. Yeah. From ideation to invoicing, ComSkew is going to help keep your team connected at all stages of the workflow. Go ahead and head over to ComSkew.com slash unscripted. You're not going to be sorry that you did. Now, Kirby, I want to thank you for having the courage to do this with me today. Do you have a topic you want to start us off with? Yeah, um, I will start out. Let's let's go industry. You you kind of okay. touched on it uh, yep. a little bit. The ASI Fort Worth yeah. show. I know you were in attendance. I was. And I I go back and forth. Like sometimes events like that, I I, I experience the promo FOMO. Yeah. And sometimes I don't. Sometimes I'm like, God, I'm glad I'm not there. I've right. got other stuff to do. I was kind of in the middle on this just because I was out so much. But because of the – it just felt like a lot of really good people were there. Yeah. And I was like, oh, man, I would have liked to have been there and hung out and uh, kind of experienced it. So, you know, kind of give me promo FOMO NOMO. 
Yep. <laughs> by uh, telling me how the event went and how'd your session go? Uh, events went well. I, I'll tell. First of all, I, I did three education sessions. Wow. Um, and it was interesting. So the the first two were on Education Day. And, and those were, you know, in a room, your typical classroom, and those were great. Um, I, I, you know, I've kind of been stepping back a little bit from a lot mm -hmm. of the speaking I've been doing, and so it was first time in a while that I did that, and that was great, really enjoyed it. And then the second day, it was actually kind of in a cordoned off area on the show floor, mm. which um, thankfully the, the, they had high curtains, um, so it wasn't super distracting, but Every once in a while, someone would make an announcement over the PA while I was talking. <laughs> and so that was a little distracting. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, from a speaking perspective, that's for other people to judge. I, I never know how I do uh, until I read the comments and all that. But I thought the show was actually very well attended for uh, a regional show. What's interesting, you know, ASI has had a show in the Dallas-Fort Worth area for many, many years. And it was in Dallas up until two years ago. And I thought, and I'd been to it when it was in Dallas, and I thought, man, they're going to move this from Dallas to Fort Worth, and it's just going to start dying more further, you know. And I, and, I, and I have to be honest with you, I was wrong. I was 100% <laughs> wrong on that. Downtown Fort Worth has a soul to it that Dallas never will have, hmm. and, and I grew up in Dallas. And so it's, they have a, they've re really created a great event. It's a, it's, a, it's a large regional event, but they've created a great uh, event surrounding the, the town of Fort Worth. And so I, I have to give ASI a real thumbs up, I think, you know, where I thought they're moving from Dallas to Fort Worth. How is that really going to work? They did a great job. They did. It's a great, it's a great show. Cool. I, and I Very think well it, attended, by the way. Very well it, attended. Okay. I, I, I love what you brought up, and it's, it, it's, I made a note there. This is one of the toughest questions I think you and I get asked, and I think it happens to everybody who speaks at one of these sessions or does any speaking. People are always like, how was your session? How'd it go? Yeah. And that is, I'm with you. That is yeah. one of the toughest questions to answer. Um, so, you know, there's the, I want to be humble and say, you yeah. know, I don't know. I, so I've decided, I, I think our answer should now be, I changed lives today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Here's what I always tell people. There are sometimes I know when I'm on. Right. I, that I know, man, I'm on fire today. This is good. And I'll walk off stage and I say, I think that went pretty well. Yeah. And then there's other times, for whatever reason, you know, the crowds were, were, were pretty good size for, for my education sessions, but um, they weren't super interactive. Um, right. And, and so you feel like from the get-go, you're just, you're okay, we're going. Yeah. You can either walk with me or I'm pulling you, one or the other. Right. And, and a couple of them felt like I was pulling them. And in talking to... Uh, J.B. Selly, who was speaking, and Cliff Quicksell, they kind of felt the same thing. I'm just I thought we're pulling people here for – I even talked to Michelle Bell about it because she's like, yeah, it's just weird. We don't – you know, maybe it's the city. Maybe it's the vibe. We, we don't know. So, But honestly, I thought it was a great show. I'll tell you something ASI did that was really impressive okay. to me. Um, so in my first session, uh, Norman Cohen actually sat in on my session. So wow. uh, a little distracting, right? <laughs> a, a titan of the industry, certainly. Um, and after my first session, he waited for me and uh, said some very kind things about me and, and thanked me for being there, which I thought was a very classy thing to do. Mm. And then before my second session, Tim Andrews you know, found me, made, it, made a point of finding me and doing the same thing. Um, and those are those little touches you talk about. Those are things I will remember mm. um, as someone who uh, was speaking at the show. So I, I really appreciate that. That's super cool. I like yeah. that a lot, man. Cool. All right, Kirby, that was a good topic. Thank now you. Now we're going to have to talk about a different topic. I think we need to talk about the Super Bowl ads.
All right, let's do it. Are we, we do this every year. I had a feeling. Yeah, you had a feeling. <laughs> so I made some notes, and so I thought maybe we'd share a couple of the ones that we loved, mm-hmm. and then maybe some of the ones we didn't love. Okay. Now, overall, I thought the ads were better than they've been in years. Okay. I did. I don't yep. know how you feel. How do you, so overall, Kirby, what do you think of the ads? Without getting any detail, what did you? What, what about? What's your overall feeling for the ads this year? I thought they were good. I uh, mm-hmm. yeah, and, and like you said, we'll get into the details. I yep. think overall there were very few that I thought were real misses. Okay, um, and so yeah, I'm with you. So I'm going to start with one I love, and then you give me. Uh, oh, me I love go it. The three. Uh, we'll go back and forth. I like so it. The one I love the most. Uh, so there's two I I loved the most. Okay. So I'll start with I love the John Krasinski, Chris Evans, Rachel Dratch, Smot Pock app yep, from that Hyundai. Is, that is one. I, I had three that I really liked. That yep. is number two on my list. That is the, number I, two on my list too. I, yep. I I I do. I thought it was clever. I thought it was yeah. fun. Big Poppy was in it. And yeah. P.S. I yeah. freaking love the idea yeah. of having. I've got a big truck. Yeah. Like if I could have that thing park itself. I would be all in. I think that is. I thought it was a really good ad and also a really interesting feature. Well, and yeah, and I really, you know, and, and you have such likable people too, right? Yeah. John Krasinski is one of the most likable humans on the planet. I don't feel be like. a so, smarty pants. Love that. All right. So <laughs> the second one, I lo- what's the, what's another one you loved? Uh, the next one that pops for me was the Google. Uh, remember, Loretta. remember L- this. Loretta. Remember, yeah, like, they're calling it the Loretta ad. Yep. The Loretta ad. I so and, and by the way, I didn't research any list. These are just from my memory. Yeah, I did the same and, thing. And so when we sat there, it was quiet after mm-hmm. that ad ran, and it was yeah. like the girls were wiping tears from their eyes, and the guys were trying not to. Like yeah. I, I truly was like, I don't, I'm a, you know this about me. I am a yep. crier. Yeah. <laughs> and so I was like, I'm going to try and look down at my shoes. It was, that was powerful. Yeah. I, and I, I agreed. I, I silence again, same thing. And what I loved about it is we all talk about and, and maybe complain about how technology is changing our lives for mm-hmm. the worse. Um, and I think Google did a really nice job of, of, really connecting on an emotional level with technology and that's not the easiest thing to do and so they connected on that emotional level and and I don't think there was a dry eye in the country quite honestly uh, looking at that it was amazing to to see the reactions of other people again when usually the ads for technology are like brand new kick ass blah 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 and this was like that you know someone who clearly has Alzheimer's trying to remember his wife. Um, mm. It was a beautiful, beautiful ad. Yeah, Perfect. that was super powerful. Yep. Reminder of what is good. Yes. And to be honest with you, just, hey, I want to be that good yeah. husband. Absolutely. All right. Another one I loved is the last one I loved. Okay. The Bill Murray Groundhog Day. Oh, ad. yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot about that one. Um, that one was good. I think my favorite part was the fact that Ned Ryerson even showed up in it. Um, <laughs> it, it was very, very well done. Bill Murray, again, just such a likable guy, and he's funny as hell. I love that ad. I yeah, just love that, that ad. Good. That one was really good now that you say it, and I like that we have a different one. Yep. So my next one and my final one that I'm, like, all in on was the Jason uh, Momoa Rocket Mortgage ad where he okay. comes home and rips mm-hmm. his arms off. I, yep. We were – and again – People stop when that guy, he has that it factor when he yeah. walks into a room. Yep. Guys and gals watching the commercial got quiet. Mm-hmm. And then when he went through that, yeah. everyone was cracking it up. I, I thought that one was pretty good. 
Okay, so that's a great transition because I'm going to go to ads I didn't love. I hated that ad. I absolutely hated that ad. It did nothing for me. I, I, I thought it was – I've seen it a couple times now, and it's so obvious. I mean, obviously, it's computer-generated graphics, right. but they were pretty bad, in my opinion, computer-generated graphics. Um, I thought the whole thing was silly, and it had no tie-in really to the ad the the, the company was advertising for. Right, a, a Rocket Mortgage. I had to look it up who they were advertising for. I mean, now the ad was memorable, so on that level, I guess you have to say it's a win. But I thought it was really terrible and stupid. To be very <laughs> candid with you, <laughs> that's funny. And again, this is actually one of those moments where you're like, I for me, when I think of successful super ads they bring some sort of emotion and yeah. i remember them well it, i saw it was creepy i saw it was creepy. <laughs> dude when he's doing the, the trying to do the bench press at the end in the arms and he's only doing his oh i thought i thought it was super i was funny. more interested in seeing what lisa bonet looked like at that point this was his <laughs> girlfriend helping him with the bar all right what's one you didn't love kirby um the one that okay so i actually it's funny as i was thinking about this i'm not a fan of this but i actually think it was probably a good ad Okay, so I didn't like it. It was the all people or tax people where they're dancing yeah. when they're mowing. and But they kept saying it, all people or tax people, yeah. all people or tax people. And I, it's, I'm not, I wasn't a fan. It kind of annoyed me, mm-hmm. but I remembered it. Like okay. I was like, you know what? If in, the, in the idea that the whole idea is to have a lasting impression, that one had a lasting impression, but I didn't like it. Okay. Uh, with... Apologies to Joel Moore. I thought the Tom Brady Hulu ad was really stupid. <laughs> it, okay. it, is, it, is, it was basically visual clickbait. Yeah. Um, you know, he released a black and white photo, uh, or Hulu did, I guess, but Tom Brady did on his Instagram account, like on Friday, sending a lot of people into a tizzy because they absolutely knew what they were doing. They were baiting people, and, and it looked like he was going to announce some sort of retirement. And then the next thing you know, he's doing a Super Bowl ad, and he's, again, the first 15 seconds makes it sound like he's going to make a big announcement. Now, no one really, I don't think he would ever do that in a commercial, but it's like, yeah, Hulu not only has live sports, it's also got some great shows on it. I'm sorry. That was terrible. That was yeah. awful. Yeah, I, was, I wasn't a big fan of that one. Didn't bother me but I, i'm with you i was like well it didn't bother me but i mean everybody's kind of wondering what brady's going to do is he going to stay with new england is he going to retire yeah. i don't think so is he going to end up playing for the charters or the or the the uh, the raiders i mean i i think i think it's shitty when you intentionally play with people's emotions and that's an emotional thing for people in boston yeah no that's fair that's fair so for me the the worst ad, the worst kind of ads yeah. and it literally and it happened where the room went silent like with the eyebrow up, like mm-hmm. what? And it got quiet, and I went, "Well, there went yep. six million bucks." What was that? <laughs> and it was the, I think it was Squarespace, mm-hmm. Winona Ryder laying in the snow. Yeah. Like literally, I was like, yeah. "What the hell was that?" Yeah. And so that was the, probably my worst. I, I thought my worst actually was the Planters Baby Nut ad. <laughs> yeah. I, Again, I just forgot I, about it. Don't don't remember it at all. It sent me into complete hypnosis. <laughs> I, I don't know how that makes me want to eat peanuts. It was just weird and stupid. And yep. then I'll, do you have any more? Do you want any more? Those ones? are the ones that okay. I had. But the worst ads are any political ad. Political ad should not be on the Super Bowl. Yes. Don't well, care about you. your party affiliation. Yeah, and I'm with you. And and so my final thought about winners. Yep. And this is is Pepsi. Okay. Pepsi. Why Pepsi? Because the halftime show was a All spectacle. Right, let's, let's talk about the halftime show. Okay. And it was. You mean the Shakira halftime show? 
And J-Lo just kind of showed up at the end. Well, I mean, I guess. I. Okay, so real quickly, I and this will, I almost want to be careful because this could be the last unscripted if I tell all my opinions about this. Oh, come on, Kirby. Um, I thought the show was fantastic. Okay. I thought it was over the top, amazing. Mm-hmm. I thought it was... The dancing was off the charts. I thought the fireworks were a great part of it. I thought the idea that the the performances were amazing. Um, and I was so surprised afterwards with all of the, quite frankly, what I like to call faux outrage um, about the, you know, the outfits or the dancing or whatever. I, this is, I actually think, one of the challenges we have with our culture is that we come up with our outrage of the moment. Yep. That is quite frankly bullshit. Yeah. Like it is so selective morality yeah. on a television program that um, I'm just going to go out on a limb and say is free. Right. And you can turn it. Yeah. Like the idea of people, if, if that is so wildly offensive to you, obviously you should never go to any show ever. Right. Because that is what they are. You should never go to the pool. Mm-hmm. You should never watch the Olympics. You should never turn a television on, and you should never go outside. Yeah, like absurd. Yeah, so the outrage is absurd. Okay, I, and I don't disagree with you. <laughs> I, I watched the halftime show, and, I, and it was okay, fine. I don't. It's not my cup of tea, to sure. be honest with you. And I and when I say it's not my cup of tea, it's not because it was Shakira and J Lo. Mm-hmm. To me, it was more not my cup of tea. Is like I just don't really want that type that type of entertainment in that moment. Generally, does nothing for me. Sure, um, I like people. You know, people bitch about Shakira horribly lip syncing, and she was horrible at it. Mm-hmm. I, but you you can't. I don't think people understand the logistics of putting <laughs> that show together and how quickly they put that stage together, pulled off the field for the second half, mm-hmm. and in. I think I don't care that she's lip syncing. Um, well, again, don't he, ever go to a Justin yeah. Timberlake concert. Well, don't ever go to that. Is well, what is going on in those? Well, shows. yeah, but here's the thing. I mean, NFL after the whole boob gate thing with Janet Jackson and Justin Timberlake, um, the wardrobe malfunction. They they started pigeonholing themselves into this. We're going to get classic rock acts. You sure. get Tom Petty. You get Bruce Springsteen. You get Prince. You get. Um, you know, those groups, and then, then they want a safe, they want a safe halftime show that's entertaining. And I get that. I I think they ought to scrap the whole thing as it is. Right. To be honest with you, I would much rather them, and maybe it's, it's probably a nice palate cleanser of football, but I I would much rather them. Why not use that 20 minute platform? It's 20 minutes, start to stop. Why don't you use that platform to announce your new inductees for the Hall of Fame mm-hmm. and do a one- or two-minute retrospective of their career? Maybe educate a new generation of fans who some of these people are. Who, sure. who I don't know. If, I, you I think, just, if you think that people are tuning out for the halftime show, they would totally turn out, tune out for that. And my I, pushback would be, maybe. like, literally you are bringing – like, my daughters sat through the first half of the Super Bowl Fair so enough. they could see the halftime show. Fair enough. I just don't know who – you're running out of people. Uh, right. J Lo no. still a big name, but Shakira I don't think is that big of a name. 
I mean, if it was me, I'd just hire Bruno Mars and have him do it for the next 10 years and be done with it. <laughs> and P.S., I love Bruno Mars. I do, too. He's yeah. talented as yeah. hell. But, I but, mean, it's just – look, and I'm sure people are waiting for me to say, well, I'd love Van Halen to do it. No, I don't want to see Van Halen do it. I don't want to <laughs> yeah. see Kiss do it. I don't – the only big rock group you have left is probably the Foo Fighters, and I don't want them to do it. Right. I don't right. know. It's just – it's just something I don't want, but I, there is something I do want, Kirby. And what's that, Bill? I would like to read some really cool information about our other sponsor, this fine, fine broadcast. Right. That'd be the good folks at Vault. You know, mm-hmm. they're a favorite badge supplier of so many. They don't charge setups. They don't charge for spec samples. They don't charge for self-promo badges. And they have kick-ass custom branded with the client's logo. There you go. Yep. There. He, there's. He, oh, look at that. He's got spec he's got samples. Vault badge. Look at spec samples from Vault right there. But they're going to set up a custom-branded uh, website with your logo that allows distributors, uh, clients to log in and fulfill their own badge orders. You do this, Kirby, one or two at a time as you need them. And you can check out badgesmakemecrazy.com for more details. But did you know? Did you know, Kirby? I don't know. That's starting now, <laughs> starting right this very second. They also have a full line of coasters. Did you know that? I didn't know that. That's exciting. We'll be talking more about that in the upcoming weeks, but they have launched a farmhouse-inspired line of coasters, including wood, leatherette, and slate. Full-color implants, round and square, generic or personalized with names or variable data. If you want to get a jump start, maybe get a sneak peek of what that is, why don't you go to sellcoasters.com. That's www.sellcoasters.com. And you can see the different options of coasters they're producing. Even snag a free set of self-promo coasters. You can check them out firsthand. So go to sellcoasters.com. You're not going to be sorry you did. Absolutely not. You're going to be I, more I, sorry you sat through the halftime show than going to see I respectfully disagree. I thought it was fantastic. Well... All right, so let's transition into one other quick thing, Super Bowl-wise, yeah. and then we can close this out. We made some predictions last week, Kirby. Oh, yeah, I don't even remember them, so tell I, me what I, I did, said. I did document them. So okay. We both uh, – we want to know who won the coin toss. We both predicted the 49ers. The 49ers won the coin toss. That's yes. one for Bill, one for Kirby. Who scored first? Kirby, you said the Chiefs. I said the Chiefs. The Chiefs scored first. Okay. Score one for Kirby, one for Bill. Who wins the game? We both said Chiefs. Chiefs won the game. Score one for Bill and Kirby. Boy, I don't Here, know that we were. I don't know that we were confident about that into the fourth um, quarter. <laughs> I think I was a little more confident than you. You were. You were more of the immovable object and immovable force. Who was the MVP? I said Tyreek Hill. You said Patrick Mahomes. That's one for Kirby. Final score. I predicted. Well, final score was thirty-one to twenty. I predicted thirty-seven to twenty-one. I was not far off. That's pretty good. You predicted forty-one to thirty-three. So I think I have to give that one to me. I'm a little yeah. closer there. I'll gi- I'll give you that. How many pounds of guacamole were consumed <laughs> during the course of the game, Kirby? You said two thousand pounds. <laughs> I said eight hundred thousand pounds. The answer is eight million. Okay, so did we both lose? No. I mean, you were closer. I'm closer. I was at least in the ballpark. I mean, not really, but okay, sure. Oh, well, no, I, okay, nobody gets that one. How many wings, Kirby? Okay. I said 5 million pounds of wings. You said 28 million. 1.25 billion pounds of wings. <laughs> Neither one of us get that, yeah. Kirby. We end up at 4 and 4, and two of them are a draw, so it's a tie. It's a I Super like Bowl it. tie. I feel good about that. I do feel good about that. All right, Kirby, you got another topic you want to chat about? Uh, yeah, let me scroll around here and find out what it was. Um, okay, so really quickly, this is totally off off topic, but okay. um, it, we 
we'll go through spells, and often it's uh, during a specific time of year when the catalogs come in or, or during the holidays, whatever, where we um, kind of purge. Mm-hmm. You know, stuff comes in, you're trying to get stuff out. I, I will, essentially, that's my way of cleaning. Yep. Is literally, okay, I, I need to clean up my office, so I'm throwing a bunch of stuff away, and I, I like to purge. How often do you, like whether it's personal or in the office, do go through and go, I need to get rid of stuff. For me, and I'd say this to say, yeah. when, when I'm overwhelmed with stuff, like it's hard for me to think. Yeah. And so I was curious about you. Um, it's generally, it's, it's uh, very rarely do I plan like a spring cleaning or something like that. Now, I, at the end of the year, I always try to go, th- at the end of the work year, around Christmas, New Year's, I always try to take some time and clean up my desk at work. I have de- I just throw things in the desk. I'll get to it later, and I keep going back and doing that. So I always, I kind of always mentally plan to do that. So I do that in my whole office. So I'll look at if I haven't touched something in a year, if like I haven't touched it since last year or haven't used it in six or eight months, I throw it. It, it. There's no reason to keep it. When it comes to things at home, it's more of a situation of uh, if something is annoying me. Like right now with our new dog, our house is a fucking disaster. I just said F. I, I, we've never said the F word on this podcast, but it is. That's how much it's frustrating me. Um, so, but it's, it's a frustrating a, disaster. It is a frustrating disaster. Um, and it's it's really, uh, it, it, there's things everywhere. So I, I am now like picking up things all the time. And it's it, that just creates so much stress right now. Um, so it's really more of a when it when it's when it's bothering me. I guess kind of similar to you when it's bothering mm. me. Yeah, it's funny. I don't plan it, but it, I will show up at one point and be like, okay, I have nothing for the next hour. I'm cleaning, mm-hmm. and again, cl- cleaning means throwing stuff away. So well, uh, and I I'm like I, I find it cathartic to do it. I totally I, do. I, I, and sometimes it's just nice to. Sometimes in the middle of the day, I'll just decide to clean something up. You know, yeah. just to kind of get rid of some stress. So. Cool. All right. Um, I just want to chat one quick thing, and then we could move on. Love it. Halo bought Axis. Yeah. Um, that kind of came. We, we we missed that last week because we had to record a little bit early. Um, what did you think about that? Again, I, I, again, we're going to have more and more of these, so we never want to belabor the point on all this stuff. The bigger going to continue to get big, getting bigger. I just want to know what you thought about that relationship, the uh, Halo Axis relationship. Yeah, and I think okay, so. Yes. One of the things you and I have talked about in the past is like, let's not bring up an acquisition because there's one every week and it'll become tiresome. That being said, there are some acquisitions that make you stop. Yeah. When when Right Sleeve was acquired, both of us were like, whoa. Yeah. When Axis came through and was acquired by Halo, I mean, I have a ton of respect for Halo. I have a ton of respect for Axis. So when that happened... And part of it, it let's be honest, we yeah. both know people That's at what I was about to say. I think that makes it a little different because we both know everybody. Yeah. yeah. But I, when Joanna came out and she was, actually, she was the person who I saw first yeah. post it. And when I saw it come from her and she seemed excited about it, I was like, yeah. if Joanna's down with it, then I'm down with right. it. And yeah. so we'll see. Yeah, it's just, I just thought it was interesting. And one last thing I wanted to share, and I don't know, how I, I, I probably should spend more time on this. Okay. But I can't wait. Um, I don't know if you saw American Solutions for Business established a supplier advisory board. Um, and I think that is one of the coolest things I've seen in our industry in a long time, that they have a group of suppliers that are going to kind of help them in terms of how they formulate those supplier relationships. And I think that is absolutely brilliant. I don't know. I'm sure there are other companies that do it. Maybe there's not. But I don't know why every company, every distributor doesn't do something like that. That is amazing. Yeah, I actually am with you. That was another 
again, in the scroll of uh, chaos that is social media, yeah. um, that was one that stopped me. And I was like, huh. Yeah. And I don't know that my company's big enough for me to warrant that, but it would be something that like immediately I was like, that's yeah. a great idea. I don't know how we would do it, yeah. but for somebody like ASB, it's like, oh yeah, that makes a uh, ton of sense. And yeah. it's, re- I, I just think it's fantastic. And I know that's spearheaded by our good friend, Dan Zezzo. So I did want to mention that. Well, and, um, and if I may, yeah. it's, that is actually, I think one of the genius of having Dana there yeah. and that's smart that. by, by the Zavadil and the, the, those guys yeah. is that you bring in that perspective. And I oh, think no by walking in going, Look, I know what it's like as a supplier to be beat up on rebates or yep. whatever it is. Man, I think that allows for a real partnership, not just the word. Yep. No, I I absolutely agree. Yeah. Absolutely agree. All right, Kirby. We are now at the time of this podcast where it's time for the promo person of the week. Good. It's my turn. You didn't I was really whoop, hoping whoop. it was my Where's turn. Where's the whoop whoop? Well, you no, I, I was I was really You're concerned focused. that it, I had the best thing ever and yeah. I don't really have a best thing ever. So no. I was really excited that I had the promo person. All right, week. so Kirby, woo, woo. thank you. Who is the person who's getting your attention in the industry this week? Let's go. Let's hear it from you right now. All right. My my person this week is someone who um, has kind of taken our advice, and he would say this. I'm not trying to take extra credit, but he um, created a, a podcast after coming through one of our uh, sessions about podcasting. Uh, his name's Brian Young, yep. and he has created the Brand Builders the Brand podcast. Builders podcast, that's right. He, it's an award-winning podcast, not only in the industry, yep. but what I love about it is he has truly taken it to the people. He is yep. he is interviewing clients. He is most of what he's doing is sort of what you and I talk about finding a, a space that you're going to own, mm-hmm. and he has truly done that. Created a really cool podcast, and uh, I just love that he is. Uh, kind of made that transition to um, sort of media company like we talk about. Yeah, no, uh, Brian's a super nice guy, and he uh, has taken what little kernel of an idea we did, and, and I think taken it to a much better level than you and I are doing, quite frankly. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, he, he does Brand Builders Podcast. is a really great podcast. I actually have this as a possible topic for us to discuss at some point. That's fine. Our podcast in the industry. Um, but we won't do that right now. But yeah, Brian Young, super nice guy, and, and he works over Dunstan Promotion, the Dunstan Promotional Group, and just really great dude. Really great yeah, dude. Yeah, agreed. Awesome. All right, Kirby. So I want to talk about the best thing ever, and I'm going to force you to be positive. Okay. I want to know the best thing about February, because I know if we, we've we've talked about mm. how February is the worst month of the calendar year. I want to know the best thing about February, Kirby. Okay. So, yeah, no, that's a, I, I like that's this a, because it really does. Yeah, because I will say that that's generally speaking, my, my two least favorite months are November and February, yep. November. And it's mainly because of the weather in Ohio historically sure. is yeah, like right now it is not sunny and mm-hmm. it is raining. So, um, so I would say best thing about, um, February is, um, you know, the idea of, I think that Valentine's Day uh, okay. It is a during this time of year. I think it's really important that, it, it, at least for me, to uh, spend some time recognizing the blessings in my life. And one mm-hmm. of those is Amy. And uh, and so, as guys, I think sometimes we need a little bit more nudge, yep. a little more special reminder to be like, "Hey, you're lucky. Yep. You should mention it." And so for me, that's that's and again, not like running out and buying uh, flowers and I'll right. do some of that stuff, but just a reminder to 
have sort of an attitude of gratitude about uh, my wife. Okay. I think that's 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 good. I, I'm gonna say um, something similar. February is my wife's birthday month, so uh, that's always a, a thing about February. That's one thing, but I also love about February. I feel like we're on the cusp of spring. Now, I live a little more down south than you, yep. so we're going to start getting nicer weather here probably in about three, four weeks. And so once once you know, once we get through February, man, March is here. It, it starts getting – I can get outside and do some smoking of meat and, and hang out outside. So I, I like February just because it's like, okay, let's get, let's get the catalyst for the next, uh, next, next part of the year. I like it. No, that's good. I, that was a good one. Awesome. Well, you know what else is good, Kirby? What's that, Bill? Our good pals over at Common Skew. They are designed for distributors, by distributors, built by distributors, for distributors. It's all distributor all the time. Kirby's wearing his Common Skew hat, and it looks really strange on you <laughs> um, if you don't watch us on the video. So from ideation invoicing, Common Skew is going to keep your team connected at all stages of the workflow. Learn more at commonskew.com slash unscripted. You're not going to be sorry you did, Kirby. Thank you for having the courage to do this podcast with me today. Thank you. Have a great one. Thank you for listening to Unscripted with Kirby Hossaman and Bill Petrie. Unscripted is available every Friday at promocorner.com, the leader in digital marketing for the promotional products industry.